0: You're listening to M.O.G. Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is M.O.G. Channel, where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, we're talking about praying before preaching and this is extremely important in our series that have to do with the gospel because prayer is like the bedrock, the foundation, the cornerstone, the underlying structure, the alpha and the omega of everything in your Christian life. A prayerless Christian is said to be a powerless Christian. I won't say a powerless Christian. We're not just talking about the gifts of the Spirit. We're talking about the function of your everyday Christian life. When you have no prayer life, it's as if you Unplugged yourself from your power source so take your phone for example just imagine what your phone looks like without being charged for days that's what a believer looks like without praying for days and there are many believers who do this you can go for weeks and months on end and not pray which is why we're advertising prayer we're actually creating a system to help you pray every single morning on mixer r a bit more about that at the end now Praying is so essential. James 5 verse 16 says, The heartfelt and persistent prayer of your righteous man is able to accomplish much. When put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. So, with all these nice things that the guy said, and last Amplified Bible, I just want to pick out the tremendous power. It makes tremendous power available. Some other text or translations will say dynamic and it's working. So, the dynamism is that it can be applied into various scenarios situations prayer is so essential it allows you or helps you or releases the ability of god in you to walk in love to heal the sick to raise the dead anything that has to do with your christian life prayer makes it much easier i'm telling you it's not that without prayer you won't be able to do a few things however you will be very very limited very hindered boxed in when you do not pray so we're going to be looking at certain benefits of prayer or why you should pray before evangelism because evangelism is very 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 needed like in in evangelism prayer is extremely needed if you are not a person of prayer in evangelism my goodness you are missing out on so much a person called charles finney right if you know charles finney if you don't know him you're wrong you need to know him you need to go do your research on who charles finney is and i mean repent because that guy was so responsible for some very crazy revivals now this guy is someone who we don't know him for walking miracles or anything but this guy had a person one man called father nash father nash dedicated himself to going ahead of charles finney he would go ahead of charles finney with his team and stay in the city let's say charles finney is coming to let's say nigeria father nash would come first like a month before and stay with his team and they would pray and pray and pray and pray for like a month before Charles Finney come now Charles Finney would come to complete the work and (laughs) complete the work I say because today we know Charles Finney more than we know Father Nash but the truth is that without Father Nash Charles Finney's work would be nonsense but their collaboration led to so many souls coming into God's kingdom and not just that those people came and most of them remained they hardly had people who backslid. The, the, the conviction or convicting power of God was so strong when Charles Finney would speak <laughs> that people would literally be weeping on the streets. Revival happened everywhere. I remember the story of how Charles Finney went into a factory. And when he was there, people, I think, stopped what they are doing. I think a woman looked at him and was at first like mocking him by laughing. She's laughing. You know, then he just looked at her with these eyes of compassion. And I mean, the woman looked away and tried to go back to work, but she could not. She just could not. After a while, she just burst into tears and the power of God hit that entire place. People were wailing and crying out. I mean, I'm talking about entire cities that came to God, entire cities. Bars closed down, brothers closed down. So many of these things closed down because of a man's prayer. So you realize that the words that you're speaking can just be normal or the words you're speaking can be laced with the power of God. And so that's, you know, your your choice. You can go out there and struggle. And this is one reason many believers struggle. We don't pray. We don't pray towards evangelism. You struggle to win souls. But it's not just to talk to people about Jesus. There's that part you get. You know, we've been talking about the intellectual part, the reasoning part and everything. But there's one thing, in fact, that's even supposed to be number five, number six or number seven in, in what I want to share today. But it's just called utterance, where you speak under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And you cannot... That one beats any other thing, any other kind of reasoning or whatever. It's 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 the strongest form speaking by the influence of the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost knows the person in front of you, the person the Holy Ghost knows the person you're talking to. And so the pers- the Holy Ghost has the persuasion. The Holy Ghost knows what the person needs to be here to get saved. And so when you are not tapping into those realities or those, let me use the word superpowers on your inside by prayer, you are missing out on so much. Now, we're going to be looking at Bible examples. We'll be stating the benefits, the reasons. I'm looking at examples from scriptures and then maybe one or two real life examples. So, the first one I have here is instructions. When I spend time in the place of prayer, I will receive instructions about what to do. I will receive instructions about people. There's a book um, by one dude. I cannot remember right now, but the guy speaks about prophetic uh, evangelism where he says that where in the place of prayer when he's praying that god begins to show him um clues he call okay he calls it like treasure hunting or something god begins to show him clues for example they can pray and they just see a red shirt like they're just praying together and they see a red shirt or blue tie or a name and then when they go out to evangelize they begin to look out for this clue so they go to a certain mall let's say they are going to uh, liberty mall or wherever and they go in there and then they begin to look. They begin to witness people generally, but then they begin to look for those clues. For example, maybe frozen food or whatever, so they go to the frozen food section to look. And I mean, later it clicks because they see something that just leads to that. Like, so that's just them. I'm not saying that's how it is for everybody, but for them, prophetic clues like that. And of course, you can actually sometimes in place of prayer, you can actually see people. God can show you people. And things now, it's not that you go to preach to all those people, but usually, such people are people that God has prepared their hearts already, and you may miss them. So, imagine that you go to the mall, you're preaching, and you're talking to people. And you know how it can be frustrating when people whose hearts are already resistant to the gospel, you know, or how they shove you away, and all that. But there could just be that person that you overlook, you want to pass that granny or whoever for some reason. Your mind, because for some, our minds are actually very, very selective when it comes to preaching people. If we we kind of do this thing where we feel, okay, that person is it. this person does not. Oh, thank God, I'm not talking to that person. I always talk about my experience one day when I was on a plane and I was... <laughs> I sat right beside an Im- imam. Now, to say it was a- just an imam was an understatement. This is someone that you know that he was built like, like a tank in Islam. I remember his phone. He had like two phones. He looked very prominent, but he had like these two phones. And <laughs> I remember him reading the quran on his phone in arabic i mean that's the only person i've ever seen do and i don't know this dude is is conk. Is he's the real deal he's <laughs> legit this one is not uh, not, uh this one is a real deal such a person i don't know oh plenty english would just be nonsense that kind of person needs to see a real demonstration of god's love and power that's just how that one works unless to say i didn't see jack on that flight flight touchdown don't judge me flight <laughs> flight that and I went my way. But I just said some examiners. Can be intimidating at times and can look very, very hard. But you'd be shocked that if you talk to them, if I talk to that guy, I spoke with that guy. Um maybe he wouldn't have done hard walk back and blown off the plane or something. But <laughs> maybe it would have led to a conversion. You never know. You just never know. So I'm saying I'm just until we we kind of like determine in our hearts who we preach to and who we don't preach to based on appearances. But the Bible talks about that, the fact that God looks at the heart. So, a person's heart can be ready, but the appearance doesn't look ready. And you can miss the person because you are judging or sizing the person up, you know, in appearance. And so, you just say, no, 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 I won't preach this person. I'll preach this other But Hey, this person looks ready for the gospel. You come here, young man. Come here, young man. Come here. You look ready for the gospel. Come, let me sit you down and tell you about Jesus. And then the, the person whose heart is prepared just walks by you and you don't know. So, it's very essential in the place of prayer. God can show you people, show you their situations, show you people that need healings. Like, there's so much that God can show you prophetically when you pray, when you spend time with the Father because prayer is fellowship. It is communion with the Father. God's heart is laid bare for man and then you begin to see things that could occur. Very, very essential. It could just be a name, Agatha, Agatha, Martha, Just a name that just wouldn't leave your mind in the place of prayer. And when you go there, and I'm talking about when you're praying for souls, you go on evangelism and just realize that you are meeting such people. That's essential. Very, 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 very essential. See that? Aha. and that thing is that you can also receive direction. So there's instructions. Maybe this should be the second one, but you can also receive direction. Right? Aha. You can receive direction. And uh, I'm going to kick off. Okay, for instruction and direction, I'm going to kick off a few texts of scripture that shows us uh, this guy is receiving directions and instructions concerning people and places. Okay, so first of all, we have the Peter and Cornelius story. We know just you can find Acts 10, and we know that Peter was very, very hungry, verse 10, and he became hungry and would have eaten, but while they were made ready, he fell into a trance. So now, verse 9 says, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew near to the city, Peter went up to the housetop to pray. So he was praying. And then he became hungry and then fell asleep so we can still say he was in place of prayer when he fell asleep <laughs> so what happened god showed him a vision and after god showed him a vision there are people waiting for him downstairs and it was very much related to the vision verse 19 says and while peter thought on the vision the spirit said to him behold three men seek you see accurate word of knowledge or wisdom or she Says, I rise therefore and get you down and go with them, doubting nothing for I've sent them. So, and you're going to realize that it's because Cornelius, who was a devout Gentile, his heart had been prepared by God, like he was someone who sought the Lord, and his heart had been prepared by God for the gospel. So, all that was needed was to connect. Only the connect was needed, and we see what happened. That Peter went there, and in fact, the the hunger was so crazy that was that's Acts chapter 10. I think it's one of my all-time favorites. Text on evangelism because as they were there, <laughs> Bible says that the Holy Ghost fell. Versus for while Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. Are you seeing that? And they of the circumcision were astonished, as many as came Peter, because the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the holy ghost for they heard them speak with tongues magnify god so what happened to these guys and this is the text i always use to help you people understand that salvation doesn't come by confession salvation comes by believing that's what the bible tells us he who believes shall be saved so confession is an outward expression of what you have believed so notice that paul was still uh, peter was still preaching to these guys peter had not said if you want to receive jesus come and say after me he had not said jack as he was talking the hunger was intense people heard the message because he had, just, he had just preached the gospel, he had just said and him God, verse 40 him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, so he had already given the elements that they need to believe, that's the resurrection, they need to believe on the resurrection, they had already spoken about Jesus, so he had not even told them Come on, but they already believed in their hearts yeah, they believe the hearts, and so while Peter yet spoke, the Holy Ghost fell on them. That is, and I I love, I love environments like this. that. Places like that where the hunger is so so much. This is why God had to tell Peter, my guy, follow them. He had to create that connection because there was so much hunger in the heart of Cornelius and his entire household. Because the Bible says he brought his entire household, slaves, free everybody. He brought them to come and hear Peter. There was so much hunger in that place. God could not just ignore that. He had to make the connection. He told Peter, look, my guy, follow these guys. And they were so hungry that as he was just preaching, the Bible says the Holy Ghost fell. That is, their desire pulled the power of God. Boom! The place scattered. The power of God came on them like they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. Oh my goodness. And I've seen that in, in some, some meetings like that. You go where the people are so hungry. You, you're not talking much you can already sense the hunger like they want to eat you they want to grab you like this as they are talking like this the hunger is so intense as in if you like be in the flesh for 10 days and not pray go to that kind of meeting the, the hunger in their hearts is so much that you'll be propheticals begin to come out healings begin to come out you begin to see in the spirit you begin to call out things not because of your special preparation but because of the hunger in their hearts there are some things like that because hunger is what drags the power of the Holy Ghost the, the desire the Holy Ghost cannot be separated from desire. That's the truth. Once desire is present, the power of the Holy Ghost is, is present. Once desire comes, it pulls on the power. You cannot separate the two. I'm telling you, when there is hunger, <laughs> I always talk about a day, or a certain um, man who went to Papa Higgin's meeting and who didn't get healed when he was prayed for. And he went back to the house and he kept on coming, coming and going in the prayer line and wasn't getting healed. Then, of course, he heard Papa Hagen say, Um, or talk about the fact about desire or something like that and by the way you can get that book it's called why people fall why people fall under the power if you want it you can message me on uh, instagram I'll send it to you so he (laughs) the guy went home and he began to speak 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 he said when they pray for me I'll be healed he was saying that to himself over and over and over again the whole day the whole night into the next day he was the first guy his desire was so strong he was the first guy you know, outside the church building, I think it was there like 4 a.m. when the church was like 6 a.m. He was there waiting when the healing light came and everything. He went there, when when it was his turn and they came to lay hands. When Papa Hagin just put his hand, like, not even to put it on him yet, just to put his hand in his direction, they say fire came out of Papa Hagin's hand. Like, everybody saw it. Fire, like, literally jumped out of his hand and smacked this guy right across the floor like right from one end of the room to the other pa! it was so fast <laughs> one second they saw the guy next they did not see the guy and the guy was totally and radically healed so desire is extremely important i don't know who that than who needs that but it's extremely important and that's what happened here so by instructions you see that god linked connected them okay we can see annas and paul right and in the 9 verse 10 and so, we know the story. Paul was uh, the guy who had an encounter with Jesus and was struck blind. And so, God, now, that is Christ, went, you know, to a disciple named Ananias in a vision and told him that he should actually go look at verse Acts 9:11. And the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street which is called Street, and inquire in the house of Judas of one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying see that verse 12 and has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that may receive his sight and anas wasn't even very very thrilled about going because you know paul was a murderer was killing believers but Anais, I went verse 17 he went away and entered into the house and putting his hand on him he said brother saul the lord even the lord has appeared unto you in the way as you have come has sent me that you may receive your sight and feel the Holy Ghost." Immediately, death fell from his eyes; as they had been skilled and received sight, and arose and was baptized in that Holy Ghost. So we yeah, are seeing that that connection was made in a place we can well. It was in a vision, but it, my point is that it was it was in a place where he could have been in fellowship. So God can give you things to or show you things in advance and make connections that normally you cannot make yourself. Okay, then there's the Macedonians. Now we're talking about direction, right? Direction. So the Macedonians now, Acts sixteen verse six, and when they had gone throughout phrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, so they were they had gone through phrygia and Galatia, and they went heading towards Asia, and the Lord says, "Don't preach in Asia." After they were come to Mystia, they are said to go into Bithia, Bithynia, or Bithynia, but the Spirit, the Spirit, that did not allow them. Are you seeing that? so the spirit can actually tell you no don't preach here don't preach here and he has a reason and they passing by here came to trust and a vision appeared to paul in the night there stood a man of macedonia and prayed him saying come over to macedonia and help us and after that he has seen a vision immediately we endeavored to go into macedonia assuredly gathering that the lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them are you seeing that so the lord can instruct you in the place of prayer and tell you no don't don't go here go here don't do this do that very 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 important See that next one on the list is the supernatural. Now, as always, the supernatural is near and dear to my heart. The supernatural to me represents the tools that God gave us for the work of ministry. And anyone who is not using those tools is like going to a farm and you're using your fingers to dig something. Like it doesn't make sense. The supernatural, Acts chapter one, verse eight: You should receive power you know, when the Holy Ghost is come on you and you'll be my witnesses. So, definitely power is needed to witness. Paul will say, my my speech and preaching was not enticing words of man's wisdom, but by demonstrations of the Spirit and of power. So, it's a very, very essential component of your preaching. In fact, I was looking at, uh, I think, is it Acts chapter 4? Yeah, Acts chapter 4. It says, uh, <laughs> where is it Yeah. Acts 4, he says, and now, Lord, behold, threat. Things so, Okay, actually, this is where um, the apostles have been threatened because they raised a crippled man and they were preaching the gospel after Christ had risen from the dead and gone to heaven. And so they were being threatened concerning preaching. And so they went or came together and they prayed. They said, that's Acts 4, 29. And now, Lord, behold your threatenings, and grant to your servants with all boldness that they may speak your word. Now, what really caught my attention because I was thinking, okay, this is with all boldness, right? Grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Now, they now add in verse 30 by stretching forth your hands to heal. So that's just quite interesting that with all boldness they may speak your word. How would they speak your word? It says by stretching forth your hands to heal. So, you are seeing that they, they put the word on the same pedestal as the as the miraculous. In other words, they they believed this was supposed to go hand in hand. So, say, Lord, it says, with boldness, grant us your servant that with all boldness they may speak your word. How would they speak your word? By stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the Holy Church. So, preaching the word and the miraculous to them was hand in hand. They, they could not do one and not do the other. They could not... Preach and not walk miracles. You understand? And you see it all over the book of Acts. It, they go hand in hand. You cannot say you are an evangelist or whatever you are a Christian evangelizing and you do not walk miracles. You will meet so many roadblocks. I mean, we just did a whole series on um, evidence, right? Biblical evidence. And honestly, we did that series as believers for uh, for to know. Like us, we personally should know. We should know that these things are there. That there's actually a defense for our faith. And then those who ask, those who honestly want a reason, we should be able to give them reasons. But I'll just tell you the truth. There are many people out there who are already biased against Christianity. And it's really because, part of it is also because we don't try. We don't try at all. We don't represent Christianity well. Out there, people are lashing a pastor. We Christians follow and start talking nonsense. Very, very silly thing that we do. And now you don't see the imams. Have you ever heard of an imam that was involved in sexuality, morality or scandals? Have you ever heard it once? You've never heard it. And you know why? Because their members don't propagate it. It Doesn't mean it doesn't have. Of course, it happens. There's no way it doesn't happen. But you never hear them, propag- you know, saying anything. You never hear or oh, something, you know, happened. For example, look at um, these killings or whatever the herdsmen killings or all those things in northern Nigeria. As much as uh, it's bad, the question is yeah, there are some Muslims I know that have co- condemned, But you don't see the a, a, a chunk of the Muslim populace coming out to condemn those actions. No. We have someone, this lady Leah Sharibu, a a, Muslim, a Christian who was abducted by Muslims, and right now, sir, I I heard very very sad news about her. That she has even uh, they were they forced her to marry one of their their, their leaders, and even to force her to to accept Islam, and then of course that that's just child rape. Now she has she has a baby or has a child, I and mean, these are some very very crazy things that have happened. But you know what? You don't see the Muslim world coming out to condemn it. You don't see how much of it you see on social media. The news just disappears. You don't hear it. However, when it comes to us Christians, one small thing happens. We, you know, we are so, and I I think it's because many times we are very, 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 we despise God's grace. say, nothing will happen. At least in Islam, we know that someone will come after you and cut your head or something like that. But this one we are Christians, so we just talk rubbish. When we, present, when we present Jesus. We just feel I have a voice. I have a voice. You just talk. Any small thing you talk to anything that just passes, you just you must comment. You must you must say. Pastors are stealing money. You must talk. You don't understand. Every single time that you actually say that. You are first, what you are doing is that you are just going to have a person paint a general brush on all Christians. Yeah, one pastor slept with somebody, okay, fine. But then you go, you think you must go and talk about You don't understand the etiquette of the kingdom. You go out and talk about that. Then the genuine people, and, you, and and I can bet you if you are someone like that is talking rubbish, you are not someone who is preaching God's word. If you are preaching the gospel to people, you will not be saying nonsense because you will know that every single time you go out there and preach to people, is hard it's actually difficult it's very very difficult when you talk to people about Jesus because they already have a very very satanic impression of us very bad impression they're already insulting us this is all we you know yes we're not it's, it's a very 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 sad and frustrating but we do it a lot just go out there social media talking 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 because you must talk use my platform use my platform when you and I'm telling you, for every tweet you made, for every single slander you made against the church, I'm telling you, one day you will face Jesus. You will face him and you will explain yourself why, as a believer, you didn't have sense like that. Why you went to to, to try to tear his kingdom apart. Because there's love. Oh, someone did that. The Bible says anyone who was overtaken with a fall, spiritual men should restore with meekness. You're supposed to restore the person. You restore the person. Don't you just go out there and you just condemn, criticize the person. I mean, we had one that happened. Was it not last year. Someone went and made a whole video. A whole video. Did a whole interview in front of the world concerning someone who abused her. I, I have no issue, you know, with... with like, I, I believe it's wrong. Do you understand? I believe the action is condemnable on the highest level. Anyone should be caught in the act should be jailed, punished. You understand? <laughs> or as one of these people I listen to says, should be castrated. However, you should realize that there are some things that you let go of. Or let me use the word: you do the proper way. You don't do the way the world does them, because of the fact that Jesus, you know, like the the image of Christ, protecting the position of Christ, is much more important than your personal ills. Yes, to the point that Paul even said, "Look, if you are <laughs> what did he even said, he said if you are what uh, he call it. I think that should be, uh, that should be Corinthians seven or one of those books. I'll find it later. He yeah, actually said that." You should be able to, like, if your brother offends you your brother, you know, uh, what do you call it, steals from you, that you should be able to let the person go, just let it go, instead of taking the person to court. But you know, we Christians, guess what? We love to drag ourselves to court, you know, in front of the whole world. Drag ourselves, let the whole world see our dirty laundry. Then tomorrow you come and knock on someone's there. Brother, brother, I want to share the word of the Lord. Which word? My friend, can I apologize? It's true, we do it to ourselves all the time. We do it to ourselves. You understand? We have to get to the point whereby the Bible is our number one basis for doing things and not our emotions, not our feelings. <laughs> you see that? Not our feelings. So it's really hard out there. That's the point I'm trying to make with all that side journey is that it's really, really hard out there just talking about Jesus without the supernatural. The supernatural is a convincing factor, the supernatural is a sign right and a wonder it helps people like to believe when people see something beyond the normal beyond the ordinary there that is actually proof that okay god is involved in what this person is saying god is involved in my case you give a person a word of knowledge that only he or she should know you tell the person something only he or she should know or something they experience that you know it has been eating at their hearts they know that this is god this is not just a man talking and they are more open to the gospel that's the place of the supernatural so this must be there and the supernatural is driven by prayer the gifts of the spirit are driven by prayer praying is what brings that thing into full force the more you pray the more of it you see the less you pray the less of it you see that's the truth as much as consciousness is involved you cannot undermine prayer prayer produces power and so, the more we pray, the more we see those things. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> the more we pray, the more we see those things. So, we should definitely pray. Now, I was reading Acts of the 4, where they actually, after they had been threatened, they came and prayed. They said, Lord, stretch out your hands to heal and signs and wonders may be done by the name of the Holy Child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the people was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Verse 3, and with great power, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace upon them. So with great power, i seen that there was, it wasn't just power, it was great power. That is crazy power. Power that was undeniable. Power everywhere. They used power so much. You look at um, the first uh, Acts of the 2, the Pentecost. What those people see, they saw, remember these guys, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they began to speak in tongues. That was prayer. They were praying for about, let's just say about three hours before they began to prophesy. And people saw that and it was from that medium that they had a voice. They they were given an audience. And when Peter began to speak about Jesus, they listened, were caught to the heart, and believed. And three thousand got saved that same day. The group at well, the gates called beautiful that day. I think two thousand got saved that same day. So we see the power of God. You know, is I will actually say that the power of God is our greatest arsenal to bring people into God's kingdom. God's power. God's power sweeps people into God's kingdom. en mass. en mass. en mass. You cannot do without the power of God and prayer is that key it's the essential tool that brings God's power into manifestation so definitely in the place of prayer we generate power we make it available right Uh aha we make it available glory to God the next one is boldness so we just looked at Acts 4 verse 29 right Uh aha that uh okay sorry four verse is it yeah I think yes that's uh Sorry, Acts 4, verse 31. That their, their prayer was answered and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So that boldness, boldness, which is that you can actually stay and keep on talking. You're not afraid of people and everything. In the place of prayer, you can actually generate boldness. I think I've taught on that in some episodes far back. You can just search and look for it on boldness. So definitely in the place of prayer, you are bolder when you go out to preach. When you, you know when you talk to people about Jesus, you are actually much bolder as compared to when you do not pray. So very, very essential then number five is or six is love now in the place of prayer when i spend time praying one thing is that i begin to encounter the heart of god for people i begin to you know realize god's love for people in the place of prayer and you know what happens burdens are placed on me so when i go out to pray for the sick or to evangelize there's love in my heart for the people I'm, I'm not doing it for a body count okay one two three four five let me just <laughs> catching fish of our life let me not go and just eh, my pastor is saying that we should do in souls so, so I just and tell him I have won five souls okay no you actually have a genuine burden for people in the place of prayer you catch burdens so very 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 essential then there's another one called utterance, which is what I started with Ephesians 6 or 7 And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. So you are praying always, verse 19. And for me that utterance may be given to me. Utterance is basically what to say, that you will be speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So when utterance is given when you are inspired it comes with boldness also you open your mouth and you are saying i'm sure it's happened to you if you're a believer and i mean there are times you've probably spoken to someone and you you just know you are speaking by inspiration and it's just not you you're just talking by inspiration so in the place of prayer in fact this is very very essential in the place of prayer when you spend time praying, quality time praying, the Holy Ghost, when you go out to speak to people, God lays in your heart what to say. As you're talking, you know, things are coming. You just realize things are, God is speaking through you to that person. It, it, or trans, brings you to a point whereby it is not just your mind interacting with somebody to get the person saved. You're actually letting the creator himself express himself through your vocal cords and entreat the person that you're talking to to get saved. It is that powerful. So, autrans. Or, or when it comes to talking, you cannot use anything to beat autrans. Or autrans or gets to the heart of the matter. Autrans knows what the person needs to hear at that point. And so, God speaking through you tells, says exactly what that person needs to hear to get saved. And so, you must rely on autrans. You must rely on autrans. You must rely on utterance, And it comes in the place of prayer. When you spend time praying in the Holy Ghost, you have or trans. It's And the more you spend time praying, the stronger the autrans becomes. So definitely, you want to pray for all trans and these are also things you pray for as you're in the place of prayer. I say, Lord, all trans may be granted to me. Glory to God. And the last thing we're going to deal with here is that in the place of prayer for preaching, depending on where you are in the world, prayer helps it to let me use the word to guarantee safety. When you go to preach. Because there are places you go to preach. And people you go to preach to that. Uh, it's not safe to go preach to them. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course. And be glorified even as it is with you. So you may have what? Free course. That means it will not be hindered. Now, why, will, why should we be hindered at verse 2? And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For not all men have faith. Are you seeing that? So, the reason why you pray... For the safety of people. Because not Satan can actually walk through people and stir them up. We see that we pop up. He was stoned. He was beaten many times and all that. And this is what I want to pray. Because there are many Christian deaths that are, are not necessary. That's the truth. There are many Christian deaths that happen. There are many that we call martyrdom. But it was never God's intention for them to be martyred like that. Of course, like martyrdom is very, very honorable in the sight of God. But there are many, many Christian deaths that are not supposed to have happened if we had just prayed for them so definitely praying does a lot to keep people safe so i've stated several reasons why you should pray before you preach take out time like two hours before you go on evangelism just spend time pray for the people just pray for it use these as prayer points just pray that as go, all trans be available that god's power will be made available that god's love will be manifest to the people you are going to preach to and all the rest and you'll be shocked at the results you start to get as you go out there to witness the resurrection of Christ to other people. Glory to Jesus. Okay, we've come to the end of this episode. As I said earlier, we have arranged a system for you to get your prayer life back on track on MixLR every single day on by 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Get the MixLR app, M-I-X-L-R, on the Play Store or the App Store. Get it now. And when you go... You open it up, look for Young Ecclesia Nation, follow us. And every day, 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., come on. You're going to hear us praying. Join us and pray. It will strengthen your conviction, strengthen your spiritual life. Glory to Jesus. All right, guys, thank you for listening. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. If this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram. That's pst.sn. P S T dot E S S I E N. See there.